ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Friday, January 20th. It's time for your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We will be here until 6 o'clock. We're going to get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll open that up for you later on this hour. Coming up in the hour, we're going to hear from Tony Kemper, the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. That is coming up tonight at about 5.30. So he's going to join us about 5.30 to talk about last night's action from the Cam Henderson Center and, of course, also take a look at tomorrow's action and that's going to be against Southern Miss. Marshall, victorious on the road yesterday. The men defeating Texas State, 81-73. to Up next for Marshall, it's going to be Arkansas State. So this gives me an opportunity to uh, talk to Kara Ritchie. She is part of the work zone. Re- See, I've already botched it. That's why I'm doing it now in this segment, so I don't botch it next segment. She's the host of the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, she's part of the Arkansas State Game Days and um, – she has a thing for cheese dip. We're going to dig into that just a little bit more. So she's coming on the program, and we're going to talk about Marshall, Arkansas State. We've got some I, – I don't know. I hate doing this kind of news today because, first of all, on Twitter today, we find out Andre Sam, one year at Marshall, he's back in the portal. So Andre Sam doing the you know, the typical – farewell tweet to everyone and he's back in the portal so Marshall losing him and then we get the official word today we knew it was happening uh, Lance Gidry named as the new defensive coordinator at Tulane University so that means uh, we'll have to find out soon where the Thundering Herd is going to go as far as direction wise with that position I hope it wasn't money I hope it wasn't anything like that here's the uh, Here's the reason why he's leaving. It's money. I, I hate it. If that's the case, you know, maybe this is a better opportunity for him. But I, I, I just hate it because here we are. Now, Tulane has upped its profile as of late. This is like the second big name that Marshall has lost to Tulane. First of all, Marshall loses Jason Courier, Marshall's longtime sports information director. So Tulane steals the SID away, and now stealing the defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, who's next? Who's next from uh, from Marshall going to Tulane here? I hope this isn't coming a pipeline to Tulane. But no, in all seriousness, uh, I hate to see Lance Gidry go. Uh, did a fantastic job for the Thundering Herd, and hopefully Marshall can find someone that can uh, keep up the good work and hopefully maybe make it even better. So that's always the goal. You want to try to find someone who's better. That's going to be hard to replace Lance Gidry. So he's um, he was a pretty good Good one to have, big part of Marshall's success these last couple of years, especially on that defensive side of the ball where Marshall was was really good. That's basically uh, the setup for what we've got coming up today. Uh, don't forget, we've got the game tomorrow between Marshall and Arkansas State. We go on the air at 2 o'clock. That should be a fun one for the Thundering Herd. Marshall getting the victory yesterday and... Tavion Kinsey was the number three scorer on this team. Cam Kerfman was just on fire. Andrew Taylor was uh, getting it done. You know, at one point, Cam Kerfman was like, what, five in a row from the three-point line? Just feeling it. And 
I knew that Texas State would be tough defensively, and it seemed like Marshall had to scrap in that game, but Texas State played a pretty good offensive game as well. So it felt like it was a scrappy game. Marshall didn't really pull away from Texas State. So it's a pretty good team defensively. Texas State playing well above what we've seen from them this year. I'm just hoping that Marshall can take that on the road a little further to Arkansas State and not have any problems. So Arkansas State has had problems as of late. Here's a team that they're okay on the home court. So they're pretty good there. They're 8-5 and five on their home court. They're 7th in the Sun Belt and team defense. They are allowing about 66 points a contest. And they've had uh, some struggles as of late. But, again, it looks like this is going to be another one of those scrappy games that Marshall's going to have to go in and, and grind out a victory. So we'll talk to Kara in a few minutes. Again, she is joining us. Uh, she is part of Arkansas State Game Days on the big 107.9 KFIN, part of the uh, Arkansas State Radio Network. And uh, she also uh, hosts the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. So she is basically my expert on Arkansas State. She's coming up next. Looking forward to having fun with her. As uh, Let me tell you, when Marshall joined the Sun Belt, there were a lot of people in the Sunbelt media that were pretty, pretty welcoming. It was, it was nice. It was nice. I'm not saying that people in the, in the other league, Conference USA, weren't nice. It's just I feel like Sunbelt media sort of maybe like a little bit more kinship already. I just think that's fair to say. Yeah, it feels like the Sunbelt fans as a collective in the Sunbelt media – I don't know, mini SEC maybe? Am I going too far? Let's talk Marshall and Arkansas State when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Marshall's in action tomorrow. It's a 3 o'clock tip. We go on the air at 2 o'clock with our pregame coverage here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Thundering Herd now 16-4, and 5-2 in Sunbelt play. This is the best start for the Thundering Herd. Best 20-game start in a season since the 1986-87 team got off to a 16-4 start. Can Marshall make it 17-4? Well, we're going to find out. And to help me do that, I want to welcome to the program. Uh, I've been uh, following her on Twitter for, uh, well, since Marshall began its Sunbelt Odyssey. She is the host of the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Also, she is on, and let me tell you, I love the name of the station, the big 107.9 KFIN for Arkansas State Game Days. Uh, she is Kara Ritchie. Good talking to you, Carrie. I just I need to know. Uh, there are a lot of questions I have, and some of them maybe revolve around Arkansas State. But you know, I, I appreciate you being here. Hey, thank you so much for the invite. This is our first time to talk, so uh, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I think I think it should be fun. I hope I'm entertaining for your listeners. Maybe even a little bit informative as well. Well, remember we did a we did a face not a Facebook we did a Twitter Spaces one time when when everybody. Uh, one big games in the Sun Belt. Yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah, week. that was a lot of fun. 
It yeah. was a, that was a great weekend across the Sun Belt. I wish that Arkansas State had been able to, to take a little more part in some of those good times during the football season. Uh, but that was an absolutely awesome weekend. And what was a part of, you know, another really good year of, of Sun Belt football. So first of all, for those who maybe uh, don't follow Kara, follow her on Twitter. Give her a follow because uh, you don't just cover Arkansas State. You're on top of the Sun Belt. Um, I found that fascinating how much that the Sun Belt media, before the new kids got there, you guys were like already all ganged up uh, in, a, in a group here. So um, you're all over it when it comes not to just Arkansas State, but the, you keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the league a lot. I try to. You know, it's been a lot of uh, fun over these past few years to watch the league grow, um, especially the, the reputation now that the league has developed as a football league, you know, right at the end of its time as a 10-league conference, and then, of course, this year as, as a 14-team conference. Um, you know, you kind of – the Sun Belt, you go back about six or seven years ago, and it did not get a lot of love as a conference in, in anything except maybe a little bit on the diamond. So the league got better before the perception of the league got better. So it was kind of one of those, you know, always rising uh, in terms of the league and, and a rising tide lifts all boats and, and some of those cliches and things like that. But they ended up being true. And now we're seeing this league have a lot of success and a lot of teams around the league are, are getting to celebrate that. And we get to be along for the ride as, as radio people. Basketball wasn't really what this league has been known for over the last few years. Where would you put it now? Because it feels like Basketball, at least, is is very competitive in this league. And, of course, Marshall coming in, having success. Southern Miss coming in, having success. Have you seen the league grow basketball-wise, maybe a little bit faster than people are giving it credit for? You know, where has it been and where is it now in your mind? Well, it's it's going to take a few years to get this league where it needs to be from a basketball perspective. And, and the reason for that is because the perception of the league right now is is not as good as the league actually is. And it's going to take a while um, to use football as an example. You know, the football probably – football passed uh, Conference USA. It passed the MAC about six years ago. But it took about three years for people outside of the league to realize that. Um, the league's still got a lot of work to do because right now it's probably going to be a one-bid league for, for the next several years. Um, I do feel like it is it is deeper um, and not just with the new additions, obviously, you know, Marshall is having a great year. Uh, Southern Miss is having a great year. But, you know, the Cajuns are having a great year and some other teams as well that that have been in the league for a little bit. So this league is is going to have a few years where it, it gets the results, but does it get the accolades? And so it's going to be a little bit of a slower process than, than fans are going to want it to deal with. Where does Arkansas State fit in that? Right now, this is this is a program that that is not having a good year, to be honest with you, uh, men's or women's basketball wise. Uh, right now, the the two teams combined have gone, I think, two for twelve um, on the court. The men's team, in particular, I know you. I'm sure you've talked about the A State record, which is not great this season. Just one conference win and a team that is on a little bit of a slide here. So you're looking at a, a nine and eleven. Um, season and, and one in six in Sunbelt Conference play. And this is a program that does not really have a history of sustained basketball success. You have a couple of years here and there where you've had a good team, or maybe you had a good team that had a, a bad um, time with, with injury. Something happened at the end of the year that, that kept you out of the NCAA tournament. Um, but it's, it's still a program that's trying to find some footing and uh, has not gone to the NCAA tournament this millennium. 
That is a long time. Uh, Marshall had that problem for several years until a few years ago. So uh, I know how that feels as far as not seeing an NCAA tournament bid. But where do you think this program needs to go to be competitive? You've got the new kids coming in, and, and already a couple of them are, are making some noise here. You know, Arkansas State's one of those established Sunbelt programs, and it feels like every program in this league is trying to do its very best to elevate how far along do you think Arkansas State is and, and what still needs to be done? That's a great question. And I wish I had a clear answer for you, but right now I do not. And that's actually been a, a topic of debate on my show for a few years. Why is Arkansas State throughout history, throughout its program history, which spans 90 years, struggled to have sustained basketball success? And there's not a great answer. There is some Division One talent in this area. Um, there's some great Division One talent an in, in hour away in Memphis. So it's not an area that's necessarily devoid of talent. Uh, the, the program has worked to um, do a better job in terms of the resources over the past few years, you know, increasing coaching salary, being competitive there. Uh, the, the facility is, um, is, is great. First National Bank Arena is a solid facility. Uh, I think the, the, the fan support when this team is having success is there. Um, it's it's probably not coming out as, as much as uh, a lot of people like this year, but um, when it's a good team, there's good support. And so that's a great question and, and one I'm, I'm kind of stalling a little bit on the answer to because unfortunately, I just don't have a great answer to give you in terms of what needs to happen next for Arkansas State to continue to maintain or build on. Uh, more than anything else, build on its standing in Sunbelt basketball. Carrie Ritchie's with me. She's a host of the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Uh, she's also uh, part of Game Days on the Big 107.9 KFIN. I just like saying that. Before I hate to, to get off topic here, but it's, why KFIN? Explain that to me because that's just a cool radio name. I'm into radio names. Well, it's actually K-Fine. K-Fine. So, okay, K-Fine. Yes, yes the the E is not on there. So it's KFIN. Uh, we call it KFIN. And, you know, I feel like I should know more of a story about KFIN because I grew up listening to KFIN. It is it is the massive country music station in northeast Arkansas, and it's also the flagship home of Arkansas State Athletics. But I, I, I don't know, and I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know, and I hope my boss doesn't hear this part of the interview because <laughs> you caught me off guard a little bit there, and I don't have a good answer to that either. Well, we'll find out next time. Okay, that'll be your homework assignment next yeah, time we talk. Why okay. Why is it K-Fine? Because I love, I just love the name. I mean, I like K-Fin too, so you can use that if you want. Sometimes, though, with, with very few exceptions, it seems like they just, you know, everything on the, the east of the Mississippi is a W and everything on the west is a K. But other than that, sometimes it seems like they draw those three next three letters out of a hat and you just end up with a station that way. I still love it. Uh, we have 93.7 The Dog. That's our country station that flags Marshall. 93.7 The Dog. Okay. Yeah. And um, so we have the K-Fine and we have The Dog, some of the probably uh, better radio station names I've heard. I think so. I agree with you on that 100%. Okay. I got off track here because I was just fascinated by that. But Arkansas State, <laughs> let's talk about this team been okay at home, eight and five at home, seventh in Sun Belt and team defense, sixty six point one a contest, uh, holding teams to forty three point one percent shooting. Why is this team not more successful if they have such a solid defense? Is it lack of scoring? What, you know, what is it? Can you put your finger on? 
Yeah, it's it's been an offense that has struggled. Um, this is a team right now that doesn't have a ton of depth and it doesn't have a ton of, of shooting. Um, it's got it's got a lot of really good role players, but uh, this far into the season, there's yet to be that one guy that has emerged that has stepped up and, and made the big shot when the team needed the shot, whether that's, you know, for a game-winning bucket or whether that's, you know, when you're trying to withstand an opponent's run and you need a shot to, to get you out of that funk. Um A-State has not had that guy this year. And, and you know, you're almost two-thirds of the way into the season. I, I don't know when that player is, is going to develop if they have not already emerged. Um, this is also a situation where A-State has hurt a little bit uh, by depth. Uh, there were some huge departures last year, um, statistically and, and leadership-wise as well, that have left a little bit of a void. And as you mentioned, you know, the, the defense is fine. There's been plenty of games where A-State's defense has been enough to, to keep them in it or get them a win. But the points just haven't been able to come. Uh, they, they're kind of in a transitional mode with what they're trying to do defensively. Uh, because of the lack of depth, uh, everything was kind of slowed down a little bit on offense to begin the season and to begin conference play. But they've kind of decided to scrap that and just see if they can go a little bit faster and, and do a little bit of, of a better job putting points on the board. But I'm afraid depth is about to be a, just going to be almost too much for or the lack of depth be too much for A-State to, to overcome and, and be able to play at the tempo that they want to play. Is Caleb Fields, who's uh, scoring almost 12 a contest, is he pretty much the primary uh, threat for Arkansas State? He's one of them. I mean, he's A-State's point guard. He is the team leader, and there's absolutely no doubt about it. Um, but he's kind of more of, of the court, you know, general um, in terms of being, you know, the scorer uh, that uh, people need to, to keep an eye on. Terrence Ford has really emerged in that role. Now, he's normally a point guard as well, but, you know, it's Caleb Field's duty on this team, and, and Ford has been a little bit more um, a, a scorer. The concern with, with Ford is that, one, he's young, he's a freshman, and, you know, freshmen still make freshman mistakes, although I will say he hasn't made very many of those lately. But the big concern coming up for tomorrow's game with Terrence Ford is the fact that he rolled an ankle, I believe, at the end of the Louisiana game. So I have no idea what his status is for tomorrow. In the postgame last night, head coach Mike Bellotto had not had an opportunity to talk with the trainer yet. So I haven't seen an update today. I, I have no idea what that means for tomorrow. But Terrence Ford has been playing about 30 minutes or even a slight bit more than that, you know, a game. So if he's out tomorrow, that is, that is huge, huge, huge for Arkansas State scoring-wise. Uh, Malcolm Farrington is is the sharpshooter. He's the three point guy. He could pick up some of that slack, but it would it would be a big blow if if Ford is not able to go tomorrow. What's the answer for Tavion Kinsey? I mean, he he is emerged as uh, Mr. Sunbelt. It feels like, and we've been watching him do this for seasons at Marshall. Uh, he's averaging twenty one points a contest. He, he's all everything for the Thundering Herd. Um, What's the answer for him, you think, for Arkansas State to maybe try to slow him down to try to stay in this game? I don't know. I hope he has a bad hot dog before tip-off. Okay, that's I, I fair. I don't know. He, that's fair. <laughs> he's a, look, just what an incredible player. You know, I feel like right now there's a bit of a two-man race in terms of the Sunbelt Player of the Year uh, between between Kinsey, who, of course, is going to be in Jonesboro tomorrow, and in between him and Jordan Brown, who was in Jonesboro last night with the Raging Cajuns. I don't know what the answer is to stop Tavion Kinsey. I'm glad it's not my problem. <laughs> but uh, it is going to be uh, – it's it's another reason why, why if Terrence Ford is unable to play tomorrow night for Arkansas State, that it would just be a huge, 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 huge concern. Um, they're going to put Avery, Avery Feltz uh, on, on Kinsey, who is a pesky defender. But, you know, he's not going to be able to do that for 40 minutes without wearing down. Um, nobody is. So you, you need that help. 
from Terrence Warren Jr. You need that help from from Caleb Fields. So again, I I don't have has anybody had an answer this season? I mean, goodness gracious, statistically, I don't I don't know if many people have been able to solve that puzzle. I was thinking maybe you know Arkansas State would be the one. Maybe the, I mean maybe this is the team that uh, that does it, figures it out. I mean, I, I, you can sign me up for that. I'm on board with it. I, I hope, uh, I hope you've kind of manifested that by putting it out into the universe. So we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, he's, um, he's only third all-time leading scorer, uh, third time all-time Marshall uh, history, uh, and he's, um, and if he can keep averaging what he is averaging now, and about 12 games, that's 11 regular season games and a tournament appearance, he's probably going to be the all-time leading scorer at Marshall. So. Um, yeah, it, so Arkansas State can maybe throw a monkey wrench into that tomorrow. This, it's a possibility. It is a possibility. How many how many years of, of Marshall basketball history uh, would would he end up you know being number one in what ninety a hundred more than that? Let's see. Uh, John Elmore broke Skip Henderson's record, which stood since the eighties, and so that was a few years ago. That was when Marshall made its uh, NCAA run and then made its uh, run into CIT and won that. So uh, it's it's recent for that, but yeah, there haven't been um, yeah we haven't had this conversation since John Elmore. Before that, we haven't really had this conversation for a long time. So uh, he's working his way up the list there for sure. Joining me on the program from the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network, she does it all for Arkansas State on game days. Uh, she is Kara Ritchie. Uh, if you follow her on Twitter. She always has some of the best Twitter polls out there. Uh, big snack advocate. I mean, where did that come from? You know, is is that is that persona or is that just real life bleeding into the uh, the social media? So my my Twitter header right now says this is Kara Ritchie. She is the local sports commentator and advocate of snacks. Um, I somebody sent me that. I, I don't know. I was tagged in that on face on on Twitter. Excuse me. And I was like, you know, I've I've had people call me worse than an advocate of snacks. I kind of like this. I'm going to embrace it. So yeah, just, uh, just a regular old advocate of snacks is, is what I am. Fair enough. I, I was curious because as I've, I'm trying to learn the league still, I'm trying to find out who's fun and who's not so fun. And you're in the fun column. That's okay. obvious. Okay, yeah. I like it. You're in the fun. I mean, yeah, they're really, I'm still learning. So I can't put too many people in the not fun column just yet. So yeah, I don't know anyone from Texas State, so I don't know if those folks are, are fun or easy to get along with. Uh, the East Division, yeah, everybody seems really good so far. You know, you're really one of the few people I've interacted from the West Division. Uh, the Georgia State, Georgia Southern folks were really nice. Um, where would you rank the Marshall people? You know, just a, as the new kids, how how do we rank as a as a fan base and a media coming into the Sun Belt? I, I would put you guys in the fun group. Okay, one it is. It is clearly a passionate fan base, which is always huge because when you've got n- new people, you know, you just want to be able to interact. You want to get to know them. So definitely put Marshall in the fun camp there. And, and I've had a fun conversation today with you. So you get in the you get to be placed in the fun camp as well. For okay. the most part, just about just about anybody in the Sun Belt is in the fun camp. Um don't call the Cajuns Louisiana or excuse me, don't call the Cajuns Lafayette because they get in their feelings about that. And don't ever, ever, ever confuse Georgia State and Georgia Southern because they will hold a grudge for the rest of your life. Oh, I oh, I know that. I, I've seen their social media. State, not Southern. <laughs> I get that. Oh, I see that. And of course, um, don't call uh, don't call App State Appalachian 
Don't do that. I've learned that. Go go look up the App State video, Hot, 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 if you haven't already. Okay, I can do that. Because uh, they're technically a rival of Marshall since those Southern Conference days. And we're and we're here to forward that. That's uh, that's one thing we're here to forward the app state rivalry. Are you are you saying like rivalry in air quotes right now? Uh, no, no. This was uh, this okay. was a ba- okay. no Marshall and App State back in the Southern Conference days. Oh, this was fun. It's it's great to be back in a league with them. And of course, Georgia Southern were uh, at the time they were the new kids coming into the Southern Conference, and, and they were pretty high on themselves. So they instantly. Uh, earn the uh, distinction of being uh, a fan base and a team that Marshall loved to beat. So it's you know it's great to be in the Sun Belt with those two. It's fantastic. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. App State Marshall. That is a thing. We are making that a thing. Okay. I like it. Okay. More rivalries around the league is always is always great. And if Arkansas State beats Marshall tomorrow, that's a thing. I'm making it a thing tomorrow if it happens. Okay. I'm I'm on board as well. Okay. Good deal. Um, where can people find you? They want to follow the Sun Belt. You definitely, uh, you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to the West Division and the league in general. Uh, you're on Twitter. You're also, uh, you've got your show that's uh, daily. It's the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network, and, and that can be streamed, right? Yes, it can. I've got uh, the, the website and everything else, uh, I think, in my Twitter bio. So I'm at Kara underscore Richie. I spend, um, Honestly, an absurd amount of time on Twitter, so that's always the best way best way to reach me and and uh, and track me down and uh, keep tabs on the Sun Belt in Arkansas State. We're gonna do this again soon. We'll uh, we'll find a reason. Hopefully, yeah, football next year. You're coming, right? That's uh, that's a thing. You, you get to travel, right? I usually this year I did studio host duties, so I'm gonna knock on wood that uh, that I, I get to be on a plane or two next season. Okay, I know that feeling. I do um, I do the local studio hosting, so I know that non travel feeling. So uh, no, that'll be fun. Um, we'll have you back soon. Uh, I appreciate you doing this today. I've been looking forward to it and uh, look forward to it. Hopefully, we get a fun game tomorrow. I hope so. I think uh, I think we're gonna see some points tomorrow. I just hope they're evenly dispersed between both teams. Looking forward to it. Kara, thanks for doing it. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Paul. We'll see ya. Kara Ritchie, host of the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Tony Kemper on the other side of the break here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday, January 20th edition. It is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It was a tough night last night for the Marshall women's team at the Cam Henderson Center as uh, Troy Trojans came in and got the victory. And to tell us a little bit more about that matchup and uh, to get us ready for tomorrow's action at the Henderson Center against Southern Miss is Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper. Coach, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, you didn't have to do it today, and I appreciate you doing it. And um, it, was a tough, uh, it was a tough one last night because watching this, it felt like that Okay, the first and second periods, this team was right there with Troy, and and then the second half, you know, what can you, can you put your finger on it? Have you had a chance to maybe just look at it, go back and look at it a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, you kind of, uh, I often comment that in my post game. It's like you, to a, to a large degree, a lot of times, what you uh, what you think you saw and what you saw um, sometimes isn't the same thing. But it it was last night. I mean. 
you know, in the third quarter, they were just super aggressive and they, they really, uh, they really got the ball to the rim and, um, they're a tremendous rebounding team and we fair, we held them in check for the most part in the first half and that, you know, the third quarter, the ones we could get them to miss, we couldn't get the rebound. And, um, you know, that's kind of been our team's, uh, our team's bugaboo is, um, we played relatively well for three quarters and we had the one where in the third, we got to outscore 27, 11. And, uh, you know, in that there's a bunch of shots that, um, you probably don't change. You just got to stick them on our end and we just can't get them in right now. And, uh, but it's sometimes that's part of it. And, and you got to learn how to route, you got to figure out a way to rally your team and, and keep them fighting. And I know anybody that was there last night, which we had a great crowd and, and looking forward to having another good one tomorrow. But, um, you know, they can see that we got a group of fighters and, um, they'll level off and they'll be ready to compete tomorrow against Southern Miss. Are things like this when you go through it? Is it more mechanical? Is it more mental? Is it somewhere in between? Uh, I think it's somewhere in between. I mean, you, you know, it's it's uh, there's always things that it's like when you when you look back and you watch the game, you can pinpoint a couple scenarios where it's like if we would have done that mechanical thing better, um, you know, maybe we get a stop or maybe we. Um, you know, we're open, but we don't have the ball in the right place to throw it in there. And you learn some of that stuff. Um, but it also becomes mental. I think um, multiple times, probably even talking to you this year, I I often say that basketball and season by season, it's like you got to learn how to win tight games. And, you know, this team was um, off to a really good start early. And we had kind of done that. And we've hit a rough patch here where, you know, we kind of can't seem to get over the hump, but um, we fight like crazy. We usually deal with, right now we're kind of dealing with one big run from the other team, and um, we we always put a run back on them. It's just um, we can't quite get it over the hump and keep it there. So uh, it's probably a little bit of both, but it's certainly, uh, you know, anytime you're going through a tough stretch, it's mentally, it's it's draining, and you got to keep fighting, and you got to have level your emotions. And I think for the most part, our team has done that. I'm proud of them for that. I thought, uh, you know, in the first half, if you look at what we were trying to do to Troy, um, you know, we did a very good job out of the gate of doing the things we wanted to do. And, you know, Troy's the, they were the preseason favorite in our league. And um, you kind of look at what they did last night to win the game. They made, they made 11 threes and they were 11 for 20. And, you know, I think, if you look back over the last three or four games, I mean, they're three makes, four makes, three makes like that. So they really, we, we kind of had to pick our poison of what we were okay giving up and, and to give them credit, they made shots. Tony Kemper's with me, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, taking on Southern Miss tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. Southern Miss coming in, they're a really good team, 13-5, and 6-1 and one in the league play. Uh, we expect that, though. We expect Southern Miss to always be one of those teams that are really good, and, and nothing seems to have changed for them. Yeah, they got they've got a good program. They've they've got a a uh, tremendous head coach, Joy Lee McNillis, who's been in women's college basketball. I think she has 500 wins in women's college basketball. So she's got some uh, she's got some years on me, uh, but she's a great great ambassador of the women's college game and she's done great things down there at Southern Miss and they've got a great, they've got a good team this year and they're off to a good start in the league and it's well earned. Um, they've got, they got a 
post player Malia Grayson, um, who is very good, and it kind of starts there, and then it works out to uh, Dominique Davis, who's one of the one of the best guards in our league. So um, they can kind of get at you from different spots, and we'll have to be we'll have to be tough, and um, you know we got to figure out a way to rally and find a way through it, um, all the way through it, you know, to where we're feeling good on Sunday. Tony Kemper with me, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. Uh, there were some positives we can talk about. Then it, it wasn't bad. It, it not, it's never all bad. You know, win or lose, <clears throat> it's never all bad. You had uh, again Abby Beeman. You know, she's um, she's out there doing good things, and Rochelle Scott set a new career high with twenty nine points. So yeah, there are things you can. I'm sure you can point to and talk about that are positive for this team as well. Yeah, I think I think that. You talk about a couple individual performances that were really good, and those two have played consistently pretty well for us. Um, you know, and uh, we're starting to play. And if you go watch us, we're playing a lot of people, and, and so you know, I'm kind of getting the opportunity to see different lineups and and a lot of young young ladies that haven't played a lot yet, and, and see what they can do. And um, that's kind of out of you know, we we need a couple people to really step up and take hold of of some playing time and make some big plays. But it does give you the opportunity to grow a lot of different people in your program, and so there there's definitely positives. Um, you're right, and it starts with just the the overall spirit of our team. Um, you know, you can see that they've got character, and uh, that that's appreciated from my end. Um, I, I enjoy coaching them. I enjoy the you know trying to go through the the process with them and. Um, you know, I'm excited about hopefully the ability to quickly turn the page here. We we got to have something good go on, and and I think they understand that too. We got to get our chins up off the ground. Um, I think the last couple practices we've really worked hard to try to get that done. And um, you know, part of it is we we've played really good teams here at home, so we haven't been able to come home and get well, so to speak. Um, you know, last last time we were at home, we played James Madison, and uh, Georgia Southern, if you look at the league standings, two of the teams near the top. And then this weekend, um, you know, there's three teams that are six and one, and that's James Madison, um, Troy, and Southern Miss. So three of the four games at home have been um, at some of the best teams in the league. So we, we've got to find a way through that, though. And, and I'm excited about the opportunity to do so. Tony Kemper, my guest, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team. All right, uh, let's let's get really serious here. How big of a Bengals fan are you going to be if uh, the if Kansas City wins on Saturday? How big of a Bengals fan Sunday will you be? Well, I think that we're scared of the Bengals, right? Isn't that the deal here? I mean, you guys are about the only people that we can't beat. So I like it. Now we kind of have we kind of have Josh Allen's number, but Joey, we we. We can't deal with him right now, so I, I think that's an. I'm, I'm letting you down easy there. I think I'm going for the Bills just because okay. I don't right. want to see the Bengals. That's fine. All you right, know? that's fine. Okay, that just you, you guys. You guys, it it's out of respect that I do that. That makes you know, it sweeter. Of, when when the Bills lose on Sunday, that just makes it sweeter <laughs> for me. Well, we've got to deal with uh, Trevor Lawrence first. I mean, he's 37 and 0 on Saturdays. Never been beat on a Saturday. Ah, so. so it could be the Bengals playing host to uh, not Kansas City on on uh, on the Okay, City. not Kansas City. Cincinnati versus We've not Kansas City. Do. Okay, and I think we understand that. 
We've, we've Patrick's got to rally the troops. We got to get a big dub. Okay, I'll be uh, I'll be thinking about you on Saturday uh, in many ways, and then on Sunday, um, bring that hate. Just go ahead, bring it now. I want it. Well, all. I will be quiet. You won't hear much from me, but I think I think when you look at the success that there's kind of one team that we don't we don't really have their number. That's you guys. So what's well, three in a row, right? That is we've three. Three in a row to you guys. That that yeah. is three. I'm I'm looking forward to four, but you know it's okay. In the first, the first two we kind of controlled at a certain time, and we couldn't get it over the line. And then the last one, we kind of we played from behind for most of it. And so, I don't know. You guys are a situation we can't seem to find our way out of. That is uh, Tony Kemper, um, who brought all this upon himself uh, here uh, what, a season and a half ago. Was it? It was a season and a half ago. You brought this all on yourself. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. I was fairly confident going in there, but now we've been humbled a couple times. So we're going to we're not going to give any bulletin board material. I, I do think that those three teams, you know, my NFL analysis, three teams are all pretty good. So I think any one of them can hopefully get in there and win one for the AFC. So, just so you know, we've we've got the game on radio. So you are you're in action on Saturday. One o'clock, okay. Saturday, you'll be done, yep. and then you can get in your car and you can drive home, listening to ninety four point one or AM nine thirty. Okay. We'll have the game on the radio as you're driving home, and so Love everyone it. who wants to go to the game at the Henderson Center and then follow along with the football game afterwards can keep it right here. We've got the game. There you go. I like it. I like it. I'll I'll be Go on ninety three seven the dog doing the Marshall men's game, but you know, come on, everyone's going to be tuning into the uh, Jags and the Chiefs. We know that. How about Coach D'Antoni and his guys, man? They're playing well. They are fun to watch. Uh, he's uh, he's fun to watch, but um, that that Kenzie kid's okay. Yes, he he's okay. I saw on Twitter today that Cam Kerfman is eighteen for his last thirty one from three, which that would be that would be helpful. That's that's pretty hot. That's a pretty good streak. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. That Andrew Taylor guy is okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're they're okay. They're they're all right. Yeah. And they're um, they've got it rolling. They're not terrible. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I hope it uh, I hope it turns around for you tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. It's Marshall taking on Southern Miss. Uh, that should be a, a fun win. And it'll be at the Cam Henderson Center. So uh, if you are um, anywhere in the vicinity tomorrow, you, you you have a few hours. Go check out the herd and give them some support. We'll do it again next week, Coach. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Paul. See you. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, will wrap this one up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are wrapping it up on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 AM 930. Marshall's in action tomorrow, taking on... Arkansas State. Now, I got to clarify schedules here. I got to make sure everyone knows and that I'm expressing it correctly. If you want to listen to the game tomorrow, it's going to be a 93-7 the dog because we have the divisional playoff series uh, schedule. Jacksonville taking on Kansas City and then it's going to be New York and Philadelphia. That's on Saturday. That's going to be here on ESPN 94.1 and 
and AM 930. So I just want to make sure that I, I'm saying it correctly and I'm clarifying that that if you want to listen to tomorrow's Marshall game, that's going to be on 93.7 The Dog. Football on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So just want to make sure that you know that. And I remember that because we have a lot of action tomorrow on the radio waves. And, of course, if you're heading to the Marshall game, you can uh, you can listen to uh, our pregame over on 93.7 The Dog. Or if you want to catch a little bit of the football game, you can jump back and forth. It's cool, whichever one you want to go with. And then on Sunday, we've got the Bengals and the Bills. Bengals and Bills. That's going to be a little earlier than uh, normal because we got the Bengals Radio Network broadcast of that. So we will go on the air at 1.30 on Sunday with the Bengals and the Bills. And then uh, as soon as the Bengals and Bills game is over, we will graciously get into the Cowboys and 49ers game. So you can listen to that. And, of course, hopefully we're talking about a Bengals victory. And, you know, with all respect to my friend, Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper, I hope it's Jacksonville and Cincinnati. That's what I want to see. I want to see Jacksonville at Cincinnati for the AFC championship. But if the Bengals have got to go to Kansas City, let's do that. If that's what has to happen, let's do that and make it, once again, Mahomes versus Burrow. I'm all for that. So uh, that's where we're at. we got all that action coming up. And again, it's coming up tomorrow in your favorite, favorite radio station, on your favorite radio station, ESPN 94.1 AM 930 for NFL. Heard Hoops 93.7 The Dog. Okay, I think I've stressed everything I possibly can, and we are done. I appreciate it. Uh, have fun show today. It was uh, it was great to to talk to Kara Ritchie from uh, the uh, she does all the Arkansas State stuff for uh, the Big Fine 107.9 K Fine the Big 107.9 K Fine. It looked like Finn to me. K-F-I-N, the K-Fin. I like K-Fin better, but uh, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Also, I appreciate Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, for jumping on and uh, talking a little herd hoops with us. We're going to be back tomorrow for pregame coverage, Marshall and Arkansas State. That will be on 93.7 The Dog. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great weekend, and we'll do it all again tomorrow. And then hopefully we'll have even a better weekend after the herd wins. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.